Welcome to The Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and it is my pleasure to introduce you to my next guest, an illustrator based out of Juarez, Mexico, who has a passion for character design. Please welcome Dominic Arce. I want to start off by asking you, um, could you tell us a bit about your background and like, how'd you get started as an illustrator? Okay, so long story short. <laughs> um so my brother oliver he was into drawing and doing comics when i was like four five and he was like 13 or something like that i remember so watching him influenced me a lot to draw like uh friend or saw video games characters like like crash bandicoot or you know spyro and, and stuff so yeah i mean in school, I was drawing in the in the back of my, you know, uh, book and all that. But I lost interest real quick. No, not not real quick, but in, there was a time where I didn't like focus on really on doing illustration in the future. Like I didn't know what I was gonna do, or you know, yeah. So, um, back in twenty. 10 20 2000, 2000, 2009 10 um i started again focusing on doing illustration because my brothers were, were were doing like a workshop in comics yeah yeah i got back into doing comics and illustration i wasn't that good i always was frustrated that i wasn't like i, I was comparing myself to other illustrators and shit so like yeah um and then before starting college i was like getting commissions and doing like getting paid for illustrations you know so yeah. that that's when like it hit me like okay yeah i'm gonna do this for for till i die i guess <laughs> no, no thank you thank you um thank you for sharing that and i, I always like to kind of get a temperature on folks where where they start off at and you know there's a little bit of a kinship there i was i was one of those kids i was really into comics growing up and i was like i'm gonna be a comic book artist that was that was a thing <laughs> for me and um it didn't pan out in that way but i was able to revisit it in, in a different way and, I, and i'll share that with you a little later awesome. um so what were some of the comics? You know, you touched on like some of the video game stuff, Crash Bandicoot and such, but what were some of the comics and cartoons you were into growing up? Okay, so funny thing is that I wasn't into comics when I was growing up. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plot twist until recently. So yeah. back in the day, my brother was reading Spawn and nice. you know, all these superhero stuff, and I just wasn't into it, you know, like I like okay cool but you know i was i didn't connect it with the with those comics and all that i was more into cartoons you know like when steam b billy and mandy um i was uh i grew up watching pbs kids a lot that's how i learned Sp uh, english yeah. <laughs> shout out to sesame street and arthur <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah so and other thing uh at school i wasn't like good at reading you know i i don't know if if it was like uh I, I had this um theory if i had adhd or something like i did i just didn't focus a lot on reading i i always got distracted or something like that so yeah i was really into cartoons and movies you know horror movies um so i watched a lot of, a ton of that you know i wanted to be an, an animator so yeah. So and and then I got to comics because my brother was doing like workshop and they 
I wasn't like forced or obligated, but I just wanted to draw, you know? Yeah. And that's your older brother, right? So uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that dynamic as well. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. my brother's doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I didn't see a lot of options growing up over here. Like I just knew one person that studied animation and went off to Mexico to study, to work on animation and all that, but I didn't have any, any more references on what else to mm. do besides comics, you know, or illustration people here in Juarez do murals or um street art and all that but there wasn't more like reference to you know what can what more can I do so yeah I didn't grow up reading comics until right now and you know I'm I'm so into manga lately I I binge read yeah, uh, yeah. Chainsaw Man like that bro like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was so hooked on Chainsaw Man you know and I discovered Daniel Klaus and and all that Harvey Picard you know all that um weird independent stuff you know yeah. like just like a slice of life day-to-day story yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you still into the any of the horror stuff? Because I think there's a good entry point for you that's on the top of my to- on the tip of my tongue. Oh, um, not that much. I haven't um, read that much horror comics. You know, I've discovered like a little like small portions of horror comics, but not that much. Check out Junjito. Oh, dude, yeah, totally. Yeah. I about okay. Junjito, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it. I was just oh, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, when I discovered Junjito, it was uh, my brother told me like, "Dude, there's a story where there are balloons, head yes. balloons, like um, with a what do you call? Like the string at the bottom. Yeah, head. yeah, how, like doing doing all that. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And then there's <laughs> a, like an ice cream dude, like a person eats ice cream and turns into ice cream. That is so ridiculous. Yeah, but it's so cool because I think that's the like the core of horror because. It doesn't explain nothing. It's the it's the fear of the unknown. So mm-hmm. I mean that's awesome. That's I'm 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 into that stuff. I dig that. Um yeah, yeah. So who are some of the artists that you were were into or who are some of the artists that you were into or their their styles maybe from from the content? Um whether it be um some of the cartoons or what have you and you know, artists, cartoons, what have you, and how do how do they show up in your work currently? It's like some of those influences. Is it this short, sort of use of color, vibrancy of color, the type okay. of lines that you're using, things of that nature? Where are some of the influences coming from? Gotcha. So there's different phases in my life where I got references or inspiration, you know, like in when I started college, it was Bob Camp, you know, Rain Stimpy stuff all that cartoon and then i discovered um tumblr and all that color art style and i was like hey this is like kind of cool you know and then i grew up i grew up you know i, I just didn't like it anymore and i discovered all this like indie like really punk style you know like diy nothing clean uh it was ono sam craig gleason um all these manga artists, you know, that there's not like really into inking and all, and all that. So basically, yeah, you know, and in the other, um, actually Hank Beard, yeah, to him too. So I was very influenced by Instagram people, you know, like yeah. very heavy on uh, on those artists and yeah. 
when it was uh, back when Instagram was more about the visuals, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, man. <laughs> yeah and, and lately I've been in Pinterest all day, you know, checking like old works, like really obscure stuff, and it blew my mind. You know, I had this like um, I, I I always thought that Pinterest it was it was more like a reference references for like kitchen and live laugh and love and all that <laughs> and then one day i like oh shit this they got some cool shit over here you gotta right. find like sort of that right uh um rabbit hole and you go yeah. the right because <laughs> i mean that's you know with all of the sort of weirdos on there but that's how reddit is in many regards and oh yeah totally. like, wherever you find your place like when i think there's a when there's a place that's sort of a repository, right? Mm-hmm. But to go in and just have an interest and curiosity, I think that's what leads a lot of this stuff. And you start, I think, developing a style. Like I look at it from from this standpoint. I want to get your take on it too, as far as like developing your own style. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, right? Okay. Because I think it could it does a comparison thing, as you touched on a little bit. You know, I think before we started, and I. I don't try to do that because it's like, oh, well, they asked this question in this way. I don't want that to lean into what I'm doing or make that comparison. But what I do is I might listen to audiobooks, right, that mm-hmm. um, kind of get into the head of an artist and a creative type to kind of like open up the conversation a little bit broader. And that's why I think a lot of times this people will tell me like this doesn't really feel like the normal interview. Because mm-hmm. other things that are threads that I'm pulling at, you know, it might be a Dale Carnegie book, right? You know, mm-hmm. like how to win friends and influence people, all that different stuff that plays a role into some of the thinking that I'm doing. So, and I think trying to make it my own, like even um, um, Rafi Alvarez, what have you, I really like dig his stuff and his books or what have you about being a rogue artist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was able to and privileged to interview him recently. And oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I told him, I was like, I steal from you, dude. And he was just like, I think you're improving upon it, though. And I was like, and you make it your own. I was like, I appreciate it. So I think it's something there because we, I think a lot of times we are our references, we are our influences, and we make it our own. So for you and going through and make it your own, like, you know, what is it that you maybe take from, let's say, one of those references that you made earlier, those mm-hmm. inspirations? Do you, are you taking that line work and saying, all right, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to have it in sort of something that's just really out there, or I'm going to use color or shading or shadows or what have you. Talk about that. All right. So the style I'm like doing right now, it's a lot of references, you know, like I had to like have a existential crisis and therapy you know it helped me a lot to to be who i am today yeah. so it i discovered myself and what things i like you know and instead of what people like you know like doing things so i can get the validation or the likes you know yeah. so instead of that i was like you know what i'm gonna do the shit that i like you know yeah. so that helped me a lot developing my art style and what I wanted to do in 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 art wise. So I was in I, I am into punk flyers, you know, the the textures. I'm into halftone. I'm into weird angles. I'm I'm into like portraits of photos, you know. So 
I just get all that and do it like a like a like a milkshake of of all bad <laughs> references, you know. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I try to experiment a lot, and if it and, and if it feels good, and if it I don't know, I like it, so I just keep going with that, and eventually it will change throughout the years, you know. Like I'm happy where I'm at right now, but. I know that tomorrow is going to be a new thing and then the day next and all that. So, yeah. So people just do a, like a list of things you like and how, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's one of the things I've, I've heard um, when it comes to clothes, right? If you mm. buy the stuff yes. that you, if totally. you, stuff that you like is always going to match. Yes. To work out. Yes. And, and I think that that's a piece of it too, where, you know, I like, like that you touched on it earlier, that I think sometimes realizing who you are as a creative and as an artist, you have to take some of those moments to step back, mm -hmm. really think it through. And it's like, why am I doing this again? And, you know, there is so much noise that floats by that, you know, it, it'll tell you like whatever the noise is, it might say, hey, you should do this because this is what's popping right now. You should mm -hmm. do this sort of art, this sort of work or what have you. And then you start losing your voice in it and what actually motivates you and what really gets you going. And you lose mm -hmm. of the source of your reasoning for even doing it. Like what inspired you? What gave you the juice to do it? What's and, your purpose? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you lose that. You lose that. Yeah. And I think really recognizing like why like when i do this i run into it on occasion when i do this i'm not doing it for someone else i, I consider people who might listen to it but it's really for me to steal from you you know mm -hmm. like, what do you do how can i sound more interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so i do yeah. <laughs> and then um and then i'll start referencing you in these conversations so yeah i was speaking to you know this warrior's artist right and your <laughs> <laughs> reference that's that's what happens um so talk about, you know, the, the, the concept of the process, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, what sort of the, what are the tools that you're using? Um, what are some of those like initial ideas and what is the finished product? Like, how do you get to that? Like, take us through that process. Like, are you, do you have like a notepad and you got like some ideas of like, I want to do this and I think it's going to look cool or, and, and, and when do you feel like you're you're done too? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that there's commissions and deadlines and all of that. Yeah. But when you're doing something for yourself, I suppose, you yes. know, tell me, tell me about that. All right. So, um, so I have a, a a streetwear brand called the Antagonist Club. The process of doing the you know the t-shirts or the posters or just a, like a quote is yeah like it's like a day to day basis life you know like even with the with the struggles or even having with the like like uh, anxieties or walking outside and thinking things so when i think when i think things I think things is weird um <laughs> we, all, we all think things what are you saying <laughs> <laughs> so i i bring out my notepad and my cell phone mm -hmm. and have a lot of ton of ideas you know like oh this would be cool or this is a funny uh, quote, or I saw a guy drinking a, a two gallon milk one day and driving like, what the fuck? This will be a cool comic, <laughs> you know? So for that, I have like a, my notepad on my cell phone to write ideas, you know, and, and when I have a time, like develop them on sketchbook or digital. And when it comes to like 
factory designs or commissions or just doodling. I, I have my my um my sketchbook, you know, over here. Like mm -hmm. just like nice. doodle around a lot, like working, like making concepts, you know, like poses, practicing, or just sketching logos and all that. So yeah, so basically the process is, you know, like I think a lot. I'm a, I'm an overthinker, so I think a lot of stuff, and it helps me out to develop ideas or, yeah. or just walking with my brother, you know, at the, at the neighborhood, just like, hey, it would be cool to do this and that, and oh yes, I mean, if you guys, if people like struggle with having ideas or getting stuck, like do like walk with somebody or walk with yourself, yeah. Do this is uh, like a like a brainstorm of ideas, you know. So yeah, basically I just sketch or just work directly on my computer. Or sometimes when I have an idea or a commission, I don't know if this, if this is normal or people do this often, but like I sketch the idea on my head. Yeah. So sometimes just one hit you know like one one sketching done and it gets cool you know it rarely i like sketch a lot of ideas and yeah this is one, the one but mostly i'm in my head all day sketching or you know like mentally yeah the the uh, concept you know so mm -hmm. no that's it's great i think you know you're kind of in it you know you're yes. always in it and i think when when you're doing it, like, how do you separate sort of, you know, this is I, I, I like to look at creativity mm -hmm. as like an exercise, right? Like, you know, you go to the gym, you're like, all right, this set was the warm up set. This wasn't my best weight or what have you. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, yes, so yes, yes, yes. Talk about that. Like, I know there are some instances where when I'm doing this, this interview. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, we started and we just kind of like went into it. Right. But. And sometimes when I'm doing my introduction, I record it multiple times because I screw it up. And I'm like, I'm gonna do another take. I'm gonna do another take. That that wasn't the right weight right there, or I didn't fully curl, you know, that creativity there, if you will. So, you know, when you're going through sort of this ideation process, you're getting okay. these ideas, you have these ideas, like how do you sort of tear them out and categorize them? Because I seen I seen the book and thank you for sharing it with me. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you tear out like, all right, this is gonna fit here? This is how I feel about this work. This was happening in this phase. And maybe I took a little time off and I was like, all right, I need to get back into the creative mm. proof. How do you separate those? I think I have two answers. One is just like, if it doesn't like work out, just start over or just let it go, you know, because sometimes it's a waste of energy, like focusing on mm. something that is not working out. You know, if if there's a pose that dude, I just want to nail this pose of this character and is it not working out, you know? Or it is or the panel, you know, is not like, no, this is this is weird. I don't like this, you know, start over. Let's let it go, start over. It's it's fine, you know. Um and the second answer, what the fuck was it? I forgot. <laughs> um okay, yeah, yeah. The faces, right? Okay. Um so it's fine to like do something like way back and take a look at it right now, because I mean, at the time there there was a reason like why you didn't do it. You know, there was like 
maybe your potential wasn't like for this illustration and now you're that you're comfortable with with your with your art style or your capabilities you can do it now and maybe execute it better you know than before so yeah so that's that's cool so if you have any like old ideas just look at them again and maybe you can execute them better yeah and all that yeah it it, it's one of those things where maybe this wasn't for right now yes you know (laughs) I've I've had instances where I'm just not feeling it and I'll try to do a, you know, interview and I'll say, you know what, let me push through it because you you know how it goes for artists. You can be very unkind to yourself. You think regardless of how much work you're doing, how many things that you've done, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm lazy. I'm not good. Whatever (laughs) the thing is, right? Yeah. And there have been times where I'm like, all right. I got one interview today. I got two interviews, what have you. Or there are other times where I might have six. And I'm like, mm. yo, I can't do each one of these. And not banking on the person's going to cancel or what have you. But if I'm not feeling like right going into it, I try to give myself that grace to know that I can return to this at a later date. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, communicate that and all of that stuff and, and give it that space. Because, you know, why go into something where you're going to you're going to beat yourself up about it later? Yeah, you didn't give your best effort or it wasn't ideal. Every time it's not ideal, you can't do that all the time. But giving yourself that space sometimes and almost forgiving yourself, giving yourself that grace to to take that time is important. Probably. And I don't know, that happened to me because I was comparing myself a lot with our other artists and, 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 and people doing their routines of, you know, work or drawing and all that. We have a friend in our um, comic group, and his name is Dario. Mm-hmm. And this guy works really well and turns his deadline quick. He's really quick and good, you know, like really good at, at doing his work. So back then, I, I compared myself like, dude, I'm not Dario. Like, I can't. Uh, I can't uh, work on. I can't deliver six pages in uh, in three days, you know. So it's okay to, you know, that please do not compare yourself, and yeah. you have your own rhythm, you know, your own uh, uh, pacing, you know. So yeah, I, I, it, it's been a it's been uh cool with with giving me permission with all that like you know like that mental health and all of that stuff so yeah i completely agree with you and totally understand all, all that so yeah <laughs> it, it's it's one of the things thank you it's it's one of the things we hear often of it takes uh, courage to be creative takes courage mm-hmm. to create because you have to deal with your own insecurities, your own sort of whatever. Some people yeah. are just born with the supreme confidence, never lost, no yeah. loss, <laughs> straight, no podcast. They had, a, they had a good childhood. That's okay. <laughs> and, you know, and some of us are, you know, we, we have different stories and we have different yes. things that are our motivators and our keys. Um, and we just have to kind of work with that. So, you know, talk about like being in the community because you you mentioned it a moment ago, like the sort of like comics group or what have you. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about the benefits of like being in the community and having folks that kind of like get it. You know, like I I know a few people who are creatives and who run into artists, creatives, and so on that run into similar things that I encounter trying to 
treat what I'm doing not as content because that's another mm-hmm. conversation, right? Okay. Treat it as as an artistic and a creative pursuit. And I can have sort of those conversations to have an understanding of, oh, this is normal versus, <laughs> yeah. you know, so talk about the importance of being in a community. So, okay. It's weird because I mean, my brothers and our friends are the only guy, the only comic community in Juarez. No, there's other people, but there's no talk about that. You know, like they have their own thing. They have their own methods and, you know, um, so, but the people who get it, you know, it's, I have a friend who is a mural, mural artist and his name tag is lovely. So with her, it's been like, a. have been, I've been talking to her too. Hey dude, it's fine to do this and, and experiment a little bit with this, you know, it's fine. Nobody cares, you know, not, not that, not in a, in a, um, in a way, in a bad way, you know, like, dude, like, do you know, nobody cares about that, you know, like experiment, try different things because she wants to do like a, like fan arts of manga and do a manga style. And she hasn't doing that, been doing that earlier. So like, dude, yeah, yeah, dude, like do that, you know, it's, 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 um, it's another phase for you, you know, to, to try other things. And with my brothers, um, when especially Oliver, my other brother, mm-hmm. so we have these these talks about comics and art. You know, it's our we have been growing up mentally about you know the the what it means to to do a comic. You know, and because after before all this, we we've been looking. Well, I've been looking for like validation in in the community. Yeah. Like, hey, I want to impress people, you know, I want to do this and do that and all that. And and now it's like a no, I just want to do what I want to do, you know, like if I can tell a story and I have and I and I don't have to like put many details on the panel or or ink in a special way that is not me. I just want to impress somebody, like, no, that's that's not that's not you, you know. And and now we like we kind of get it, you know, like we kind of been uh, experimenting with our new uh, uh, state of mind about all that. So, and all and other people too. Like I've been, in what is the community? It's mm-hmm. it's more about graphic design. Yeah. So people are now like really tired of graphic design. Like, dude, I don't want to do this shit anymore. I don't want to do logos. I don't want to do branding. You know and. I have a buddy who doesn't live here anymore and he calls me often about dude i'm so tired of this shit i want to do this and i want to try this thing another stuff you know like that's uh i don't know if it's uh if it's uh like a we ha- we're here in our 30s you know and we have in a like a this existential crisis about what are we gonna do you know or <laughs> you gotta grow up at a certain point <laughs> yeah you know and the stuff i i like before yeah i don't like it anymore you know and that's kind of weird you know because i still like drawing and, and, and illustration and all that stuff but it's weird when people like discover like i don't want to do this stuff anymore and there was a time where i didn't want to do comics or wanted to do illustration you know um but i tried another stuff and 
doing that stuff it getting it got me back doing the comics and all that so you know it it's fine to step away a little bit and discover you know and we get it you no know? and the people the community like gets it like oh that's fine that's cool I try this thing or try another thing or you want to do mural I, i'll help you do mural man you see so you want to do comics i'll help you do comics you know so yeah so, sometimes you can look too closely to it right mm -hmm. and i think having that sort of shift in perspective you know being able to dabble and, and play you're able to see other sources that can kind of open that creativity up. Um, I think, you know, as we get older, I think there's something there. As we get older, you know, we we lose the stuff that might be the motivator because we have, like I said earlier, you know, you have sort of the naysayer in your own head. You have sort of these external factors that are telling you you're not good for whatever reason. But when you think back to maybe why you were creating or why you were drawing, why you were doing art when you were a kid, it's just you wanted to do it. So that's the yeah. thing to always go back to. Mm -hmm. But um, back in 2019, I had this, like, I won a grant for doing mm -hmm. a comic, but it didn't turn out the way I was wanted to turn out, though. Mm -hmm. So I had this existential crisis about, I had this imposter syndrome, you know, that, dude, like, I don't want to do comics anymore. I want to try another stuff. I don't want to do this. Maybe I should, stuck, I should stick with the with graphic design and logos and all that. So that's when I, I started um, Antagonist Club and doing like stickers and t-shirt designs. And then it hit me like, dude, I want to do comics again. I want to do all this shit again, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think, you know, sometimes taking it that bit of a break, but it's kind of staying in that lane because I see, you know, the merch artists and you're, you're definitely keying in on like, really exploring what your niche is, what your area is, what interests you. And, you know, in, in doing this, I, for 14 years, I've been a podcaster for the first 10 of that. I was just doing sort of a solo thing with a couple of friends and mm -hmm. it was pop culture, weird news, a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. And when it gets to doing this in 2019, it's almost like a crapshoot, you know, of, all right, I got the guest. I try not to spend too much time talking to the guest before the interview because I think you lose something. I think it doesn't feel like as organic as just like that first conversation. That's what the what I'm shooting for gotcha. and just seeing what you get. But sometimes the risk with that is you you don't know if they're up that day. You don't know if they've had a good day, bad day. Mm -hmm. So it's always a sort of risk with it. But, you know, as I continue down this path, being driven by curiosity, I'm able to tap back into like, oh, this is what I like about it. This is like meeting a new person. It's yes. in some ways it's like a blind date with creatives. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of yeah. a blind date at the same time. That's cool. You're doing a good job, by the way, you know? Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I got I got two more real questions for you, and then um, right. I got some rapid-fire ones. So, Gotcha. All right. Um, Darling. Let, let's, <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Pitbull this week. So <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so do not hit me with Darling. <laughs> Yo, uh, how do you manage... Um, your time and like staying Jesus. like staying organized like um i'm running into that myself like you know last last year i i put out not even recorded i recorded more but i put out 300 podcasts last year damn and that's a lot it's a lot to do and people look at me like i'm a madman and 
I had a really schedule. I had a really tight schedule that worked, and I was able to kind of flex it. But that's, that's almost, almost one by one by day, right? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yes. And, wow. And it's it's cool, you know. But at the same time, it's like something I I did it. I don't know if I want to do that again. It takes a lot to get that sorted and organized. Whereas uh, I, I imagine now <laughs> I'm doing considerably less. But this is the part where it's the busiest part. Is mm-hmm. like I might have on average ten interviews in a given week, and I'm like, all right, I thought I was doing less this year. Why does it feel like I'm doing like as much? <laughs> so, <laughs> I but I know that's only for short term, and then it's going to be these kind of planned out breaks because you got to work in a certain cadence. And and I've gotten that advice from talking to folks and figuring out like, all right, what works? You know, you don't have to just be running yourself ragged. Mm. And maybe it's like, look, I'm going to you know do some interviews here and then I'm going to take a break and I might explore culturally. I might switch mediums for a little bit, but having a schedule is what's giving me that sort of bandwidth and ability to do that. So, you know, with however it might work, <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how does scheduling um, and, and kind of juggling multiple projects uh, work for you? Damn, I don't know if I'm, if I'm the right person about to talk about that. You know, I'm the worst. I think I'm the worst, you know. Um, <clears throat> there's days that I can just sit here and work all day, you know, like take a break or take a nap or eat, you know, or go out. And then I just work all night doing the comic or illustrations but um i'm 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 really bad and doing multitasking so i gotta finish a project first or yeah yeah i just finish one thing and then to the next because i can't work on other things you know like i i my, my mind is focused on this thing i'm inspired by this thing i can't do like uh, I'm, I'm gonna draw a log, leg right here, and then I can I can do another commission. Yeah. You know, I can't do that. I'm, I suck at that. Uh-huh. I, I I've heard that there is a thing that you know people throw their multitasking and all of that. Apparently, it doesn't really exist. It's <laughs> it, it, it's it's really it's really this. I think. Um, and and I think you you probably um, can do it. I I just think it's reshaping it right. So mm-hmm. I think when it's something that takes a lot of your attention. You got to do something that takes a minimal of your attention. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have high, you know, high focus and low focus tasks. That's actually where how we define like multitasking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. If I'm trying to do two podcasts at the same time, how is that going to happen? It's going to sound <laughs> stupid. And I'm like, I mean, mute this, talk here, mute that. It yeah. doesn't quite work. So if you're doing something creative, like working on the design, working on something for a t-shirt or what have you. I think knocking off projects, that's the way to do it. And Mm -hmm. trying to multitask with it, you're just going to confuse yourself. It might be, hey, I want to read this book. Let me listen to the audio book while I work on this illustration. That might be, that's actually the multitasking, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you're you're correct. My brother listens to podcasts or streams while working, you know, and I mean... I don't know how he does it, but he he's great at multitasking about that. Um, another thing, it's maybe put attention and in what hours your brain likes to work. Mm. You know, I'm I'm a night person. You know, like just my everything just shuts off and I can be here drawing all night. But in the day, I get distracted by a ton of shit. You know. Um, <laughs> You know, I got to clean the kitchen or um, 
send some emails, you know. So I tend to do the small work in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, the heavy work at night, you know, so I can feel like I did something in the morning, you know, and, and it seems all like night, uh, it's, like it seems work. like you know what you're doing though. It seems like you are planning out a, a way a lot of people do it actually. So uh, I just I just wing it, bro. Really. No, 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 no. Don't be hard <laughs> on yourself. I'm I'm telling you this. I I, I think that that's you know, knowing sort of the prime hours, if you know that you're a night owl, yes. then the stuff that is the work, actually, like the, the mm-hmm. stuff that's not the fun part, I'm I'm the master of the scheduled email. Okay. You know, like I will sit there in Gmail, like, let me write these questions. I don't want to give them like two weeks to look at them. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it like two or three days before the interview. Here you go. But I'm going to schedule it. Otherwise, it's going to be on the top of my mind. So I'll ask folks. And I'm famous for this in the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. did I send you questions? Because I'll forget if I send yeah. them. So that's that's kind of how that is. But definitely scheduling it and letting sort of technology facilitate that. It doesn't need to have me, you know, occupied. Mm-hmm. Or even scheduling, like, the posts for these interviews. So when I put them out, I'm like, all right, let me go into Canva. Let me schedule this. Mm-hmm. And I can be done with it, but I'll do something like that in the morning or do something like that on a Monday morning when I'm at my freshest and mm-hmm. the world hasn't beaten me down completely. Yeah, totally. So I got – so this last real question for you. Uh this is almost a, a primer, if you will, for the rapid fire because we look for those short answers here. So – Broadly speaking, what are three words that come to mind when you think of the term creativity? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was joking with my brother and I said, pressure, stress, and happy. You know, like it's, I think it's like a real three words, you know, that because you can be happy or it can be sort of pressure when creating things. And stress, stress not so much, you know, but it comes with the with the routine of being creative, you know, because you gotta you gotta you gotta get money, you know, too. So, but it's it, it makes me happy that I'm doing the stuff I like, you know. But yeah. uh, maybe it could be like stressful. It can be maybe it could be like a happy moment. Maybe it could be a like a you know, full of pressure, you know, but mostly I've been enjoying, enjoying my, my, my creative routine right now because I've been very happy with brain stuff, you know? So mostly of those three is like really happy, you know, but, you know, last year I was, I was working at an agency, you know, and it was like really stressful being creative, you know? be stressful being creative you know because um they pay you to be creative but dude i I can't this this day dude you know but you're you're creative on the clock yes yeah yeah yeah. which is which feels different than i guess doing contractual work and doing stuff that has a deadline but being it, it almost runs counter it's like some businesses, and I, and I don't, I don't know all of them, obviously, but mm-hmm. some businesses they want to not invest in a sort of art department. They want to bring in someone to do some creative stuff, but they want to run it like it's a job. And the culture, I think, in an art department is a lot different than what mm-hmm. a lot of these jobs that bring in artists do. 
So mm-hmm. I run into it with, you know, from a podcast perspective where I was like, you know, they have full audio divisions for this, right? And it's so many folks that'll hit me up. Hey, I'm interested in doing a pod or, hey, we have an opportunity, businesses and such. And I'm like, so do you have a marketing budget? Because this feels like a marketing conversation. Oh, no, no. We, you know, thought we could do it for love of the game or something like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. cool. You have no idea how much work goes into this at times. <laughs> So definitely, it's a different feeling, though. And I like being able to do conversations like this. There's some freedom in it of just kind of like shooting a breeze with someone, but also answering some questions, because I can guarantee you there's someone that's going to relate to what you're saying in this conversation. Mm. That, I hope so. <laughs> you know, I think that, no, absolutely. And I think they're going to feel a bit of inspiration. They're going to be like, oh, it's not only me, you know, so. And, and I want to be like, I don't want to be corny or like, no, this is so like rainbows and it's pretty awesome doing this. You know, I just want to be real as possible that, you know, we're humans, you know, and there could be a stress, there can be a moment of happiness, you know, but yeah. See, I hope. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate the, um, the sort of honesty and relatability that that's here. I mean, awesome. So, cool. I, w- I want to kick out these rapid fire questions for you and these final moments of this, this just chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I talked a little bit earlier, like I was a person that was doing a little bit of the sketching and the drawing and all of that stuff back in the day. What is the your favorite part of a character to illustrate? Oh, shit. Um, the face. Okay. The, exp- the expressions. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday I was doing a, a panel and I was fucking laughing my ass off doing the faces, dude. <laughs> oh, this is fucking awesome. This fucking face. I was like laughing all alone up here in the studio. You know, my brothers were sleeping. I was just like laughing like a... <laughs> like a hyena. <laughs> <laughs> so expressions, uh, I like doing poses, you know. I like doing... But mostly faces, you know, expressions. Yeah. On the, on the converse of that, what do you have trouble drawing all the time? Angles, perspectives, backgrounds, mm-hmm. trees. I, I hate drawing trees. Uh, I hate. I used to hate drawing hands. Actually, hands. Yeah, hands suck. I hate them. <laughs> I wish I didn't I, have I, hands. <laughs> just like a mitten, right? You know. <laughs> just that's that's why all of the Disney characters only had three or four fingers because yeah. they hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, hands didn't like. I yeah, I I grew up uh, drawing like really bad hands, you know. But you know, practice makes uh, perfect, I guess. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is the last three. Um, how many hours of sleep do you get on average? Oh my god! It's uh, a self care part of the podcast. I got to ask the artist. I got to make sure you're good. Um, I try to get eight, but I've been sleeping <laughs> at two a.m. and waking up at nine a.m. So that makes three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> seven. So. And and then I took on I took a nap uh, like two hour nap or one. Oh, you good then? You're you're good. Yeah, yeah so I, I I'm okay, but yeah. <laughs> your, your your boy is working off of. Uh, I got up at four a.m. and I think I went I think I went to sleep at uh maybe eleven thirty, maybe midnight. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll say this. I, 
four cups of coffee yesterday, and two of them were after five. So I was not doing well. I had too much caffeine in the system. Uh, yeah, yeah, I live a dangerous life. Um, <laughs> so what has gotten you further, street smarts or book smarts? I suck at book smarts. I, I, I don't know history. I don't know geography. I don't like – I suck <laughs> at both languages, Spanish and English. So street smarts. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm a smart person, but I'm not like, hey, who who did this at this year? Like, bro, I don't know. Don't ask me. I, my biggest fear is is like going to a mall or Walmart and then those like prank questions, you know, like, hey, who yeah. did this? It's like, no, don't record me, please. See, I don't see, want I'm, I'm a trip guy. So I'm a trivia guy, right? And I, I have those random facts sitting here, but definitely I think being able to kind of find a sweet spot between the two, that's what served me well, where mm -hmm. it's like, I, like I'm always, I always have a chip on my shoulder that I think I'm going to be the dumb person in the conversation. But <laughs> yeah, <I'm> me too. Between <laughs> a level or two above my weight class, I feel like I can hide it very well. And that's where the books, the street smarts come in. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how to navigate this room. <laughs> That's exactly. I'm strategic. <laughs> I relate to that a lot because people tell me, "Hey, you kind of you you're, you're smart, right?" Well, uh, not right. You you they're confirming I'm smart. And they're like, "How? How do you notice? Or when when did I say something smart? I'm just talking dumb stuff, you know? I'm yeah. just like quoting TikTok quotes and all that." I, I would just say, look, I hacked into their phone. That's how I knew it already. <laughs> I had a cheat sheet, you know? <laughs> Literally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I, and like I said, I, I reference other people who are, I think are more interesting than I am. That's that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> so this is the, la the last one I got for you. Um, what's your favorite snack? I think I have a favorite snack right now, and it's, uh, it's trail mix, you know, like with dry bananas and M&Ms and and all that it's really really basic you know yeah. um we have here um cheap's cheap's fuego you know they're like um this purple bag of uh it's spicy like, spicy chips you know it's like really? takis um it's the same brand but it's not takis but okay. uh, they're called chips over here chips moradas we call them so chips moradas and troll mix and what else no, no sé qué. I think that's it, you know? Look, you're going to make me end up bringing back. I had this idea. Again, thinking about ideas, I had this idea of reviewing different snacks that's like awesome. as, as a podcast and like definitely having an international bent to it because you're because you're in Juarez, right? So, uh -huh, yeah, so, so definitely having sort of like, you know, what do they got in Mexico? Like macroly speaking, it's multi Mexico is huge. So it's just yeah. like, what do you have in Mexico? Thinking about it really. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's smart, though? <laughs> yeah, I've been I love that uh, dynamic where people bring out like candies and, and all that and foreign foreign candies yeah mm. so like watching these people like try japanese or mexican stuff like yeah. that's that's really looks fun i want to do that <laughs> so look we're gonna we're gonna have another podcast it's just two bald guys on there talking about snacks yeah. here we awesome. go black where you from where you from rob uh east baltimore okay gotcha uh, send me your 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 p.o box or or address so i can send you like this chips moradas you know Hell yeah, I, I'll, I'll send you something there myself. Um, so let, let me let me do my wrap up uh, and be a professional while I'm like over here connecting. Um, so 
one, I want to thank you for being on the podcast and taking the time. Oh, thank you. Nah, have fun. <laughs> yeah. And um, I want to invite and encourage you to plug away. Tell the folks where they can check you out, your work, social media, website. The floor is yours. Gotcha. So I'm on Instagram always. Um, you can search me, Dominic underscore Arce. And my streetwear brand, Antagonist Club underscore. So, yeah, you can search me in, in, in Instagram. And I'm launching soon antagonistclub.com. So just be aware of that in the future. And, yeah, basically, that's it, you know. And Twitter, too, but I don't use it that much. I just retweet, like, drawings and stupid shit. Uh, so, yeah, Dominic Arce, you know, just, yep. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Dominic Arce for coming on to the podcast. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art and culture in and around your neck of the woods. You've just got to look for it. Oh,